0: you're listening to the spirit and truth podcast i'm maggie Ulmer, and on our first podcast of 2024 emma and i talk about the things that we've been hearing in prayer unfortunately matt couldn't be with us because he wasn't feeling well but it's a great conversation and i can't wait for you to hear it welcome back to the spirit and truth podcast i'm maggie omer and i'm here with
1: emma winchester
0: And it's just a duo podcast today.
1: Yeah, because sickness. Mm -hmm. Matt's not feeling well. So everyone pray for him.
0: That's right. But uh, we're here hanging out first podcast of 2024.
1: Woohoo! Woohoo!
0: Happy New Year. (laughs) Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Yes. All the things. And today we are talking about things that we're hearing in prayer
1: related to this upcoming year. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. So what's the first question that we can answer, Maggie? Oh, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> well, have you been praying about 2024? I have, personally and corporately. Yeah. Have you been praying about 2024? Yes,
0: I mean, I, I do. It's an established practice, and then also, you know, the weird place that I live, I just feel like the Lord's always always like, you.
1: Hi, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> That's awesome. It is awesome. Well, it'll be interesting to see what overlaps in what we talk about. And yeah. You know, like when we always talk about when uh when people listen to the voice of God and are listening especially about a certain thing, the places of overlap are the places of the greatest accuracy mm-hmm. because as more people are listening to Jesus, then it can kind of filter out some of the, some of our human tendencies to connect things or a bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I tend to not, (laughs)
0: when I hear things in prayer, I write them down and then I usually sit on them for a little while. mm -hmm. And then I, the first person I talk to is my husband. And then I'm like, what do you think? You think that's me? You
1: think, Mm -hmm. (laughs) does that sound like some stupid stuff I'm dealing with right now? Or Yeah. So, well, it's always good to apply what you hear to yourself first. It's true. Absolutely. Because Jesus is talking to you. So, <laughs> so mm. you apply that to yourself and then you ask, is this for anyone else? Is this a corporate thing? Is this, yeah. For my workplace, for my family, for mm-hmm. the church. So, Absolutely. All right. Well,
0: so. Let's dive in. Let's do it. I want to know when you pray about, what is the question you ask in prayer?
1: Um. Normally, what is the question that I ask? Here's what I'll say. I'll say that there is set aside times that I have where I will just ask the Lord or make my intention clear that, Lord, I want to hear your heart mm-hmm. for Um, for your bride right now. I want to listen for what you're doing, what you're saying, where you're leading us, you know, how you are asking us to respond. So I think that there's a lot of questions, but it begins with um, me showing him my um, intention, you know, Mm -hmm. or my willingness or out of obedience saying, okay, Lord, here I am. I'm listening to you and to your voice. So, yeah. Yeah
0: yeah i do a similar thing i i lord i just well what i say is is i say lord um what do you want to tell me what mm-hmm. do you, what do you want to say to me you know mm-hmm. i'm open i'm listening speak lord your servant
1: is listening that kind of thing yeah so and if i don't hear anything it's it's i'm like okay mhm well lord like i praise you that's that's all right. you know it's not oh, like yeah. i'm going to strive to to hear something or to try to connect dots or anything. Yeah, so. no,
0: not at all. I mean, sometimes when I don't hear things, I just take it as an opportunity to just practice pure devotion. hmm And that's always, always good. Mm-hmm.
1: And what he's asking for.
0: Yeah. And I've I've never come out of a a prayer time where it's maybe only been adoration and devotion. And I say only as in not additional things because it's not an only in terms of a lesser thing. Mm -hmm. I've never come out of a period of time like that not feeling good. Yeah. So secure. And Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. All righty. Well, lay it on us, Emmaloo. What have you been hearing? (laughs) Me first. Okay. Um, While we were talking a little bit before the podcast, just I think if I had to sum up what I'm hearing for the church and for 2024, I've been reading a lot of different places in scripture, Nehemiah, Isaiah, Matthew, and some of Paul's letters, but the thing that god has talked to me about over and over and over again especially related to his bride is his faithfulness Mm. and his steadfastness towards his bride Mm -hmm. even when the bride is unfaithful or not steadfast or uh doesn't even respond or or care you know yeah and so you know i think that that's a revelation that changes everything you know when we as individuals and as a body realize that God's love and his faithfulness is so steadfast towards us and that his eyes are always turned towards us and his devotion is always set on us when he when we realize that his pursuit is so radical you know it's it, relentless it's relentless when when we realize that that causes something to happen in us one it causes sanctification because there's conviction of the sin of ignoring or being apathetic, or, um, or being just being slothful mm-hmm. in in our practice of seeking Him and in our devotion to Him, as we said earlier, there's a conviction of that, and then, but then there's also this fire sparked in you to to pursue again, to try again, to mm-hmm. to trust and believe that His mercies are new today, and so I'm going to take that as an opportunity to pursue Him. Amen. So. I've been thinking a lot about that and about the state of the church being asleep. Yes. Yeah. Amen.
0: Um, I would say that similarly oriented in terms of attention. Um, one of the things that I've been, the Lord's been talking to me a lot about is just his desire for the church to, um, be very close to him and and able to discern him accu- accurately and correctly,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, and really, if I if I had to sum it up, the way I would say it is, is that he wants us to stop applying human standards, and. And sort of like uh, the mechanisms that we create ourselves like whatever our own rubric for how things are going is this good is this bad is this bearing fruit or not he's like I really need everybody to put that aside Um, you know and like you said you know apply it to yourself first that was something that I was thinking a lot personally I was like okay I need to like not apply my own sort of internal standards of what what looks like success excellence things like that but um, to put aside human standards for evaluating how God is moving and just apply his and his standards only. Mm -hmm. And he just kept saying they haven't changed. (laughs) You know, it's like, do you see the fruit of the spirit growing in your community? Do you see the fruit of the spirit growing in you, in individuals? Is there opportunity for the fruit of the spirit to grow? And also does it draw people closer to me? And One of the things I was really struck by was how uncomfortable all of those things can be Mm -hmm. because the thing in particular that he, he wanted, that I felt like he was highlighting that can be really damaging to our ability to discern is our desire for results now, instant gratification. Yeah. Yeah. And he just was like, that's just not my standard. He's like, sometimes it takes a long time to
1: discern whether or not, um, fruit is growing. Yeah. Fruit takes time and it can be it can be easy to be faithful if you see something happen oh yeah in 24 hours time but are you faithful when it takes years a year two mm-hmm. years three? yeah
0: yeah so he just kept saying um one of the things I kept I wrote it down like three times in my journal I don't waste time I don't waste time and you know um the way humans think about wasting time is we think oh something happens efficiently and quickly but the Lord was saying that's no, I don't waste any moment of time. No -hmm. no matter how long something takes, everything is formative if you do it with me. Mm -hmm. And so he, yeah, that's what he was talking about. And and he was just saying how discernment is so important because, um, you know, look, we see through a glass darkly. Mm -hmm. We don't see everything. And I think I said that in a podcast, actually, now that I'm hearing myself say, I feel like I just edited myself saying, anyway, um, it's just so true. I feel this like deep sense of like, pause, go slow, walk with me. And I think that comes back around to a a thing that we both heard, which was intimacy.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been, I've been really uh, thinking about the scripture about, um, the 10 virgins, Mm Mm-hmm and who was considered wise and unwise and or wise and foolish and how our oil represents intimacy with him and you Mm -hmm. know like we can try to rely on other people but that's not gonna work for too long you Mm -hmm. know you can't piggyback on someone else's intimacy Mm -hmm. with the lord yeah that's absolutely true and the um the thing that
0: That I, that the Lord was saying to me when I was praying about the type of intimacy, because I mean, there's, there's sort of like the intimacy that, that is kind of inherent in all relationships, which is the intimacy that happens when two people sit in a room, you know, and they, they talk Mm -hmm. and you've got that person's attention. And, but then we all know that there are degrees to that, right? Like there's picking up your phone, there's thinking about your grocery list, whatever.
1: Or there's even just... Friendship, yeah.
0: Marriage. Marriage. Yeah. XYZ. A- absolutely. And it was like the Lord was saying to me, I want, I want everything. I want a costly offering. Mm-hmm. And I, um, when he said, I want a costly offering, I want costly intimacy. My immediate response was, Lord, you desire mercy, not sacrifice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he said, that's true. And also the widow gave out of her poverty.
1: And.
0: Mm-hmm. And that was really interesting for me to think about because sometimes I think about that. My my flesh wants to see that as punitive, that she's giving out of something that she doesn't have, but rather it was that she took all that she had mm-hmm. and gave it. Yeah. And Christ's point, you know, was not that, he said because she gave everything it was so valuable even though in the world's eyes it was a small amount
1: yeah so i just that's that's the type of being being in poverty you know being poor mm -hmm. in spirit yeah is not like not just a fun suggestion oh so that we look good you know to other people like oh look at how humble they are That is actually the gateway or the path to intimacy Mm -hmm. with the Lord, you know, and something that just completely wrecked me. I mean, I was completely unraveled was I was, I was reading um, a book by Heidi and Roland Baker and they talk about, in this book, they were talking about testimonies from their ministry in Mozambique and, and how everyone, everyone was hungry. Yeah. Everyone was in poverty. Everyone. And she said this line and it, and it says something along the lines of one thing that's so powerful about being surrounded by people who are hungry is that you realize that a poor person never rejects a feast. That's right. They never say no. Mm-hmm. They never say I'm good. I'm full. I don't need that right now. Mm-hmm. They always say yes. Yeah. And as I've been thinking about that with, you know, just us as a bride anticipating Mm -hmm. a marriage supper with the lamb Mm -hmm. or, or even, you know, in in Psalm 23, where it talks about the Lord prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Right. You know, there are so many accounts where it just talks about this idea of, of God setting a table before us all, all the time, you Mm -hmm. know, of abundance and of, of his kingdom and how often, especially in the American church, we say, pass yeah I'm good I'm good I don't need that or actually that would be a disturbance to my Mm -hmm. life right now to my security right now to Mm -hmm. my safety right now to fill in the blank and God is calling us to something else oh 100% that's right it is actually that mentality is sinful yeah and breaks the heart of God the thing
0: that is so um, powerful about a a costly offering is is that one it does exactly what you're saying it demonstrates need and desperation the, desperation yeah. and the the thing that i the thing that i just felt like the lord was saying is he's like i'm not invi- i'm not inviting you into a transaction i'm inviting you into essentially a romance mm-hmm. and um you know it's so easy for especially for and, and as i was praying i just want to clarify i mean not to not to put too fine a point on it or to like put this the point to anyone but like when I was praying about this he was like I'm talking to my leaders right now Mm -hmm. um yeah he just said I'm so glad that everyone is so um gifted and so well abled and so talented that's lovely that's beautiful he's like I just don't need it Mm mm-hmm You know, like, and, and that hit me between the eyes, you know, because, um, to think like that, like you spend years cultivating a gift or a talent or going to school and getting Mm -hmm. a degree and stuff like that. And the Lord's like, that's great. And, and yes, maybe even I called you to do those things, but you have to understand, I don't need that from you. I need you. Mm -hmm. And I need you to be a vessel that hears me and responds. Yeah. And then we can put all of that cultivated skill, gift, talent, ability to work correctly. Mm -hmm. And that was the thing that he, he just was like, I want a costly offering. So what that looked like when he was, what he was talking to me about was just like, look, some in this season, I'm going to ask people to prune things that look like they have fruit. Yeah. He's like "Uh, things that look like they're productive and going well. He's like, that's great, but. I I'm really going to ask a lot of people to you lay know lay those things down. Lay those things down and yeah. come and be with me so that we can get down to what the real thing is. And you know, sometimes that's really a terrifying thing to think about because human beings are always searching for significance and purpose and things yeah. like that. But there's no there's no real productivity,
1: there's no real life, there's no real flourishing apart from apart him, apart from him. Yeah. He's the thing, you yeah. know, and he will test that in our lives. Oh, yes, he will. He'll be like, I'm going to take this away in this way because I need you to know that I'm, I'm your guy, I'm you the know, thing. Yes. I'm your, yeah. yeah, I'm your lifeline, It's r- which can be brutal, you know, it can feel brutal, but yeah, but those type of seasons produce the type of secure and um, strong intimacy that then carry you into the seasons where there may be much fruit, you know, and in, in, in a lot of different areas. But yes, yeah, absolutely. So it was,
0: it was just really, it was a fascinating thing to hear. And I think that it will lead to a lot of unexpected things. Mm-hmm. And um, that was something this is so we had, did we talk about this on the New Year's podcast? The
1: words? About the Wait. surprise? <laughs> I don't know if you share. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I
0: don't remember either. But like, so sometimes, uh, well, whatever. But I think this, one of the things that he kept saying to me was to expect the unexpected, which was why mm-hmm. I think discernment was so important. And um, he just was like, I need, he's like, I need my children to expect the unexpected.
1: Yeah, I I heard that a while ago too actually about um expectancy mm-hmm. how he is Oh, you know what? I think we talked about this. I'm getting confused. But anyways, they all blend together, they all blend together at this point. <laughs> but I'll I'll say this is one thing that I remember hearing so strong for 2024. I actually think that we were just talking about spirit and truth when we were talking about this, but mm. but you know, as we as a ministry, you know, we interact with so many churches all over the country. And one thing that I just feel the Lord calling us to is to raise our expectancy, mm-hmm. to raise the expectancy for um, for his presence, for his nearness, for his power mm-hmm. and for signs and for wonders and also for his word to truly cut to our heart yeah you know accomplish its purpose yeah Mm -hmm. that that what he speaks will not fall to the ground and it's partially our responsibility to allow his word to you know hit the soil but then also go deep bear fruit and then respond to him you know Mm -hmm. so so yeah expectancy intimacy so
0: let's just play a like an imagination game here for a second okay (laughs) i don't know where you're going i know don't worry i'm not gonna do anything (laughs) well i mean i was just suddenly all of a sudden i was having a a moment where i was thinking okay if i were a pastor listening to this like gosh how would i receive this Mm -hmm. we have to imagine because we don't have our normal pastor with us yeah and <laughs> <laughs> he kind of helps us a little bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all Keep up in things. the clouds here mm-hmm. um but uh what would you
1: think if you heard this uh <laughs> <laughs> well uh, i have an interesting perspective you know we both have interesting perspectives it's true we in one sense we are in leadership in the church and in another sense we also are just we don't order people. the church yeah, yeah we don't order the church so so uh, I'm not sure how I would receive this as a leader but um but I will say that you know we're saying all of this stuff about intimacy expectancy faithfulness and it may seem all high and holy and you know like, like in, in the clouds. yeah, yeah. I- impossible to really accomplish but There are actually, it's just, it's the call is just to do the things that he has already called you to, Mm -hmm. which, you know, we were just talking before this, like, read your Bible, pray a lot. Yeah. Read your Bible, pray a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like be invested in getting the word of God in you. That's right. And be invested in, in learning the person of the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. learning the person of Jesus, learning the person of God, the father, like be invested in him. Mm -hmm. Our investment, you know, what's, what does it say in Matthew about like where your treasure is there? Your heart will also be. That's right. And if you find your treasure in the word of God and God, then there, your heart will be, you know, there, there will be your life. There will be your whatever. But if, if, if it's all about the doing the having the, having the degree, having the title, having, having the role, having the authority, then there your heart will be.
0: Yeah. And, and also your authority and your title and your everything, it will be so limited in scope mm-hmm. because it will be utterly dependent Yeah. on your ability to manufacture it. Mm-hmm. And I think that the hopeful thing, like the expectancy thing that mm-hmm. you're talking about these, these surprises, they're really all about God blowing up our box. Yeah. You know, I hope he does.
1: I hope he does too. I really,
0: really hope he does. That would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying that now <laughs> we'll see how it goes in like four to six months.
1: Yeah. But so like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, uh, I've been reading a lot in Nehemiah. And one thing that I just want to say is, is like, I don't know if I have necessarily the authority to say this, but it seems in the church at least in some pockets that there has been a great sleep yes in in action in heart in intimacy, there's just been a great sleep and um, and God is asking us to to wake up to yeah arise to arise to come to him to to know reality, to discern, to do all of the things that you do, you know, when you're awake. And as I've been reading Nehemiah, there was one point at the very beginning in Nehemiah's prayer, uh, he is confessing the sin of Israel. And then he says, You know, remember the word that you commanded to your servant Moses saying, if you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the peoples. But if you return to me and -hmm. keep my commandments and do them, though your outcasts are in the utmost parts of heaven, from there I will gather them and bring them to the place that I have chosen to make my name dwell there. And I think I've been thinking about this so much because there are people and there are parts of the body that have been unfaithful. Mm -hmm. Who have been disobedient, who have been asleep, who have been apathetic, who have been missing, Mm -hmm. you know, and yet there is the constant faithful invitation from God that says, will you return to me? Mm -hmm. If you return to me, you know, I will be everything for you, Mm -hmm. but it's a choice. And I think that that's the, that's always the invitation. Yeah. Will you, will you come closer? Yeah.
0: Yeah and i think that th- that's that's it right we're not talking about salvation we're not talking about being kicked out of the household of god we're no. talking about come closer come
1: closer yeah
0: yeah and i think we just underestimate how um radically important that is yeah so well there's a lot there for y'all to chew on <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Well, um, that's been our podcast for today. And um, we just pray that that you are having your own deep, intimate conversations with the Lord about everything that he has for you individually and for you as uh, members of a body and as leaders of bodies. And just know that um, we pray for you. Mm-hmm. We pray. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's been our podcast, and we'll come back to you in the next conversation. Bye. Bye.